位 Dante Bo， welcome to the World That's Good podcast. What's up? Thanks for having me. So excited that you're here. We're so excited.、Uh, Christian and I have both been pumped for this interview because your music is some of our favorite. In fact, when your new album Circles just came out. Literally, the second I saw it drop, I was like, stayed up in my hotel room and listened to every single song. So big, big、Whoa. fan. Love your music and、um, incredible worship leader. So seriously, so stoked to have you on.、Um, but I will start this podcast the way I start every podcast on the show with what is the best piece of advice that you have ever been given? <laughs> wow! <laughs> just, just drop it like it's hot. <laughs> okay, there's been so many great things I feel like pe- people have told me、um, over the years, but just this one came to my head.、Um, it was like it was a manager in the industry, and they said, "Be careful how you pe- treat people going up,、mm. because they'll be the same people you have to meet when they're coming up or when you're coming down." So, wow, you know, just be careful how you treat people going up, and、um, that's so good. The higher you go, like the lower you're. The lower you're supposed to be, so that's so、yeah. good. I love that humility <laughs> is definitely key. We, I was actually talking to somebody the other day about how so many times we focus so much on like our public appearance and not our private life, but it's actually your private life that gives life to anything you do publicly. And so I love that. It's so much more important for the behind the scenes moments. Well,、sure. I、uh, have a, just loved watching your life just like explode in the past. Two years or so, it's been amazing through Maverick City. Or I know you're with Bethel Music now, and you have your own stuff going on. So everybody knows your voice, but who is Dante Bo behind the voice? Like, what, what's your life look like? Um, behind the voice, I am a country boy from North Carolina. <laughs> Super simple, low maintenance, like. Just love, like I literally live in the middle of nowhere. I'm in, I'm in Columbus, Georgia. But yeah, I'd say behind the voice, I'm just a small town boy、um, that really, really loves God. So that's、yeah. awesome. Did you always know that you wanted to lead worship or sing? I think, yeah, I always felt like I was a good singer, but I didn't. I don't. I wouldn't say I wanted to be that because I just never saw anyone in my family or around me ever accomplish anything like that. But.、Yeah. Um, I always felt like, man, I'm. I think I'm pretty good at this. You know? <laughs> I, I always, I always wonder if people who are really good like know that they're really good before people tell them, you know? Because sometimes, like, you'll be, I'll be like singing. I'm like, I wonder if like I'm actually good, but I mean, I clearly am not, <laughs> or I would have made it in that area of life. But that, that's cool to hear you say that you kind of knew you had this talent.、Um, I love that you bring up your family, and in your album, I know you talk about your family a lot. One of my favorite songs was the、um, "Family Tree" song, and how you talk about just that lie that people say it's not going to get better and stuff. What has your, how has your family kind of helped the journey that you've been on? Like I am like super, super close to my my mom, my dad, my grandparents, and、um, me losing my grandfather in 2020, the beginning of 2020, and.、Um, Which was really a big year for me, and it was supposed to be an exciting year, and、um, that kind of shaped my music in and of itself. You know,、mm. I put out "Voice of God," which was written when I found out he passed. Wow!、Uh, it was raining that day, and the first line I I wrote was "Uh, I can hear it when the rain falls on my windowsill" because、wow. I felt the presence of God in that moment. 
even though it was a gloomy day. But anyway, yeah. So I'd say like I have a close knit family and they pretty much, you know, impacted my music in every way. You know, mm. the lyrical content, even sonically, the R&B undertones are like gospel soul undertones. So even sonically and just lyrically, they've impacted the whole thing if you ask me wow that's incredible that's so cool because I, I love that song um so much it's so good i love promises too uh promises is like my favorite song especially during quarantine i just remember singing that song every day from the rising sun to the setting same um because it just felt like our days were so repetitive you know uh, just yeah, being yeah. locked in the house but knowing like god you're still faithful where did that song come from in you yeah, we, I wrote that song with a few of my friends from Maverick. Joel Barnes, the one that led it, actually came to my house one day. And he was in my living room. He's like, we want to record this song, but we don't have a bridge and we don't know what we want to say. And I'm like, I'm like, play it for me. I'll try, like, I'll give my input. And he plays it and I'm just like breaking down. Wow. Because, um, and this is before quarantine, so we didn't even know wow. how much of an impact this song would have. This is before quarantine. And so I'm just like, oh my God, this song is so beautiful. And we um, ended up writing that bridge. I put my trust in Jesus, my anchor to the ground, my hope and firm foundation. Um, he'll never let me down. And we were just thinking about our friends and how some of them, you know, they started out with us and then, you know, it's along the way, kind of giving up on the faith or just, you know, things got really, really hard and they kind of, you know, doubted, you know, whether this whole thing's even real. And honestly, we wrote that bridge to prophesy over our friends. Wow. Um, one of our friends in particular. And uh, it was just a prophecy that maybe one day he'll sing this. Wow. I put my faith in Jesus, my my anchor to the ground, my hope and firm foundation. He'll never let me down. So, wow. Yeah. That's incredible. I love how you, you say stuff and it's so powerful and then you just go, yeah, <laughs> like it's so good. <laughs> so you clearly have such a strong foundation in your own faith. Have you always been a Christian or take us back, when did your journey of faith really begin? Or maybe if you grew up a Christian, when did it strengthen? Yeah, so I I, I don't remember having an altar call moment mm -hmm. in, a, in and of itself. I mean, my... My grandparents on both sides were pastors. So I just always remember kind of being in church, I guess, from birth. And, um, but I always say I had my first real encounter when I was 16 years old mm -hmm. and in my room. And I was a Christian and did all the church things, but also had all this peer pressure, you know, in school and like all the stuff that we all, we've all been through. And um, just kind of battling like, man, I'm living like two lifestyles. Like I want to just, be all in with mm -hmm. God, but then it's hard when you have all these other things and you're young and you want to explore and, you know, you've been sheltered your whole life and all these different things. But um, at age 16, I was in my room listening to this gospel singer, Kiara Sheard. I would listen to gospel all the time. And um, I broke down and just had this like life-changing encounter with God. He just kind wow. of like, he just kind of overwhelmed me with, I don't know, I just felt like love. Wow. It just, it, I just felt really, really loved. And it led to an encounter that would literally mark my life. Wow. Um, and that was when I was, um, I say I was set free from, you know, I was dyslexic my whole life. And so after that encounter, I, um, I asked God, I'm like, okay, 
if you are who you say you are and, you know, I've been serving you my whole life and all this stuff. I'm like, I'm going to pick up this Bible. It was a KJV Bible. And I was like, I'm going to be able to read this Bible. You know what I mean? I'm going to actually just pick it up and start reading it wow. with clarity. And um, it that happened. Wow. <laughs> that happened. Come on. I ran into the living room, told my mom. We started reading the Bible every day together. My mom wasn't really a believer. She's straight away. But she ended up giving her life to the Lord when I was 16. Wow. So I led my mom to Christ through that encounter. Oh, my gosh. And now I'm a songwriter. Oh, my gosh. That is amazing. That's one of the coolest stories ever. uh, That is so crazy because I've struggled with dyslexia in my life, too, whenever I went through school and I didn't even realize it. I always struggled with reading and I was like so embarrassed to read out loud because I pronounced everything wrong and like the whole thing. And then like when I started doing what I'm doing now, I would have never thought I would openly read the Bible on stage in front of people and like. Like that is it would be crazy to me because I wouldn't even read it in front of like ten people because I'd be embarrassed yeah, I'd say something wrong or pronounce it wrong and people would laugh, and so it is so crazy like that God you know if He's calling you to something everybody says like He will equip you but He really will and He'll walk you through those hard things in life or those things that you know the enemy presents as a challenge and so that is just like the coolest thing ever. Um, yeah, that's dope. I didn't know you went through that. That's yeah, cool. that's so crazy. So when you said that, I was like, wow. And somebody just asked me, um, she struggled with dyslexia and she wants to be a leader and like she wants to start a Bible study, but she's worried about reading the Bible. And she was asking me about how. And I was telling her like, well, it's amazing that you can listen to the Bible on your phone and there are different ways, but it's also cool that you can literally ask God to help you, you know, come out of that. And that's amazing. I know that's going to help a lot of people. So I know you've been through some hard stuff too. And actually, I didn't know much about your life before doing this interview, besides I loved your music. So I started reading up and I read that you were actually homeless just a few years ago. And so in those moments where you're homeless, and I want to hear a little bit about that, how did you keep your faith to continue on the path that you felt like God was calling you to when it didn't look like it was going anywhere? Yeah. So I, I was a missionary for six years and ended up like being this worship pastor at this um, at this huge church in North Carolina. And I felt like God wanted me to follow my dreams. I just, I don't know, I've, I just, I've never been that guy. I'm always like more like, just like, I'm like, what, like what's more practical? Like how can I <laughs> yeah. actually pay my rent? And like, do, yep. you know, but I felt like the Lord was like, you should follow your dreams. So I ended up doing that, I had a promising thing waiting for me and it fell, it just fell through, wow. didn't work. And so I moved in with my friend and I was just like, can I stay here until, you know, I get on my feet or whatever. I could have went home to my mom and dad, but like, I just, I don't know. I just felt like, no, I need to like, I need to do this. Like, I felt like God told me to do this. And so didn't expect to fall into depression Wow. And anxiety and doubt and fear, you know. And when I was once confident, where I was once confident, I literally was like the most insecure, you know what I mean, um, mm. person. And um, my manager now, who's my manager now, came over to the house one day. I used to order Chick-fil-A every single day just to <laughs> the house. And like Uber Eats because I didn't want to leave. I just sat, slept on the couch. I didn't want to wow. leave. And he, uh, my manager came over and just like, what are you doing? We should do music. We should, 
we should just like write stuff, write about your, your experience, whatever. And so, you know, him, he's the reason why I kind of got out of that whole wow. depression, to be honest, and started doing more music. And uh, I moved to Columbus into a one bedroom trailer. And um, I wrote every, like all of the Maverick City songs. Wow. <laughs> While so I was living cool. in this trailer, my pastor was paying for the rent because I couldn't afford the rent. Come and on. I was ultimately just in there, kind of like David in the field. <laughs> like, wow. I was doing it unto nothing, but I was right. I wrote Take Me Back in that kitchen that's like a small, it's like a little box. That is the coolest thing. <laughs> oh, so, my yeah, God. Those are, those are the songs that came. And my life changed because of those. Oh, my that, God. That season of my life, yeah. Yeah, and a lot of other people's lives changed too because of that season of your life. And that's what's cool even about your story when you came to have this encounter. I think that's so cool you were listening to gospel because I just feel like so many people are having similar encounters because of the music that you put out and the lyrics wow. that you've said, like the voice of God, all those things. I mean, I know I've cried to a lot of your songs many times. And so it's just really cool that you're able to reach people in that way from a season of your life that, you know, was maybe hard or different than it is now. And so yeah. that that's amazing. That's a good lesson. And don't ever underestimate where God has you. People look yeah. at things and they think like the stage is where it's at, but it's actually sometimes in the one bedroom trailer that God really meets you in those powerful way so that's incredible i i want you to write a book because your life is so cool like you need to write a book how about that the one who has this like writes the book um sure. that's awesome um another song that i love so much is your song joyful which i didn't know that you struggle with depression and anxiety so that makes that song even cooler that you have a song joyful first of all i love just like the beat and the whole vibe of the song but also yeah. the words are really cool um where do you find your joy how do you find your joy in in those times that are hard because i think a lot of people they want to be joyful but they're like how is joy even attainable in the world that we live in yeah i think for, for me I just joy is just a choice that i've decided to kind of like make hmm. and um also in and i might freak people out but like just also like joy to me is just based on like my eternity like i feel yeah. like this is not the end yes. so i'm not even like being joyful because of like good things happening in my life or like all those things i mean happiness comes with that stuff yeah i'm like oh this is cool like, i prayed for this it happened awesome and but like my my joy is just based on what i know the end is and that's good you know, I'm gonna be with Jesus forever. Yep. And I just feel like even if you're dealing with cancer or if you're dealing with dyslexia or like anything, it's like, you know, I know this is not the end for me, that there's always light at the end of the tunnel. Sure. And um, I, I noticed a pattern when I was, in, I was a missionary for six years. And I used to always have these seasons where I get really, really upset. Like something would happen where I'm like, oh my gosh, can't believe this happened to me. Or, oh, my mom's going through this or, you know, my dad just had this problem and all these different things. And I used to always get really, really upset. And I realized like, oh, it's a new season. And that didn't even, it's like, it's funny now. We're telling jokes like yeah. at family gatherings about it. And we're like yeah. laughing about it with friends on the couch. And when I, when I started noticing that pattern, I'm like, that's cool. Okay. So I know when I'm feeling this like anger or like this just overwhelming feeling, I, I, I automatically think to myself, oh, this is not going to last forever. Not I'm actually viewing this 
from being in the middle of it instead of like hindsight. And I need to just step outside of myself a little bit and view it that way. So that's I don't even know so if that good. answers the question. No, but. it does. That's such a good, that's <laughs> such good advice and such a good perspective because you're right. Like, I think that's whenever we let, you know, the world still our joys when we get super narrow minded or we get super like, this is the season that I'm in and it's horrible and is it ever going to end yeah. all those things? And I love how you said it's not like circumstantial joy. It's like no matter what my circumstances are, I'm looking towards an eternal joy and an eternal hope. Yeah. And so, no, that that's so good. I love that. Yeah. I uh, read a quote from you and you said, I love that music can change a way. Sorry, I love that music can find a way to inspire change. And I thought that was really, really cool. And I mean, all your songs are so powerful and the words really matter. What do you hope as an artist and as a leader that people experience whenever they come and listen to your music? Um, I hope they feel comfort and and loved and um, and understood, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I always try to write music that's really, really honest to my life. And if I've sang it, I live it. Like, yeah. you know, I legit live it. And so I hope that people can like find themselves in just the different stories that I tell, or even if it's like an intimate song with God, I hope they can just find themselves in all of that and just feel like a little, like, man, like I'm understood. Like someone else is going through this and, yep. and being honest about it. You know what yep. I mean? So. That's so good. Well, I can say from someone who listens, I do feel understood and it helps put language to things I'm going through that I don't know what to say, or it helps even give me language of truth that I need to sing over myself before I might even believe it. And so yeah. your stuff is so good. Dante, thank you so much for being on the Well That's Good podcast. Everything you said is, whoa, that's good. And I can't wait for people to listen to this and go listen to your album Circles. It's so, so good. Um, and I love how just genuine you are. And back to your original piece of advice, you really do treat people in such a kind way even when I met you at Passion and today you're authentically who you are and that means a lot it shines through so thank you so much thank you so much congrats on the baby by the way thank you so excited we just made our uh, baby playlist for you know the the day that we're going to labor and you better believe we got some Maverick City songs up in there we got all kinds of stuff so we will be declaring that yeah Yeah, well thank you Dante thank you so much All right. have a good one well, welcome to the podcast. How's your day going? Hey, oh my gosh, it's so, so great. Um, Michigan, and so when we have a 70 degree day in April, we just spend the day outside. So I actually took a nap on the back deck because it is so beautiful and I love it. That's <laughs> so awesome. Great- that sounds like a great day. I love it. Well, what yeah. was the question that you sent in? Yeah, well, first off, I just want to thank you guys so much for giving us this opportunity to connect. And I've just heard these other questions from other people, and it's so awesome to hear your perspective. But I think a lot of people will um, really relate to this, especially your listeners. Um, Can we have another baby name hint? Oh shoot! Oh Ooh. shoot! She hit us with it. That is a that, that that that's a mic drop. I know, and you know, I guess we haven't given a baby name hit in a while, have we? Nope, we have not. That but that was for a specific purpose. Yeah, that was. But now we're getting really close to baby, so I will give you a hint. Okay, this is a pretty good hint. It is a good hint. Okay, her first name. And her last name start with the same letter. 
<laughs> oh, that is a good hint. That was a good <laughs> hint. So okay. go ponder on that with all the other, you know, which, oh, I can't even say ponder because last time I said go ponder that, somebody was convinced that it had to do with the word ponder. I saw that TikTok that made me laugh and thought it was price. Yeah. But now that is exposed because it starts with an H. All right. Or an R, because we don't know what last name she's going to have. So That's not true. <laughs> yes, it we do. It could be R. So <laughs> Christian's trying to throw you off. Go ponder that one. It could be that. Well, thanks for being interested in our baby and, um, and being interested in her name. And thanks for calling and asking the question. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. All right. Bye. Have a good day. Bye.